You're on LinkedIn, right? LinkedIn, of course, linkedin.com. And so am I. And so are 690 million other people. I've been a member since 2006, and that's a long, long time in internet years. But what is LinkedIn Sales Navigator, and how come so few people in the training and coaching business have heard of it? I delivered a sales workshop in Utrecht in the Netherlands in February 2020, and not one person knew what LinkedIn Sales Navigator was or is. And the previous October in 2019 in the US, I had a two-day workshop with salespeople in Fort Worth near Dallas, and not one person had heard of LinkedIn Sales Navigator either. So my question is, is LinkedIn Sales Navigator perhaps LinkedIn's best kept secret? If you're a consultant, if you're a trainer, if you're a coach, I think that LinkedIn Sales Navigator might just open your eyes in terms of lead generation potential. I'm still learning this, so I'm not yet an expert in it, but I've brought along today a LinkedIn Sales Navigator expert whose name is Natasha Villaseca, and in the course of today's episode, she's going to give you five actionable tips to use LinkedIn Sales Navigator to get more leads for your training business. This is episode 86 of the Training Business Podcast. Hey, and welcome to the trainingbusiness.com podcast. Every week, we bring you exciting news and interviews with training business experts and training business entrepreneurs from around the world. Thanks for tuning into today's episode. Here's your host, Mark Garrett Hayes. Hey, welcome to another episode of the Training Business Podcast. My name is Mark. I'm the host of this show. It's my privilege to present this show every single week. And it's the show for you. It's the show for me. It's the show for freelance trainers, for training business owners, training consultants all around the world in loads of countries. And we have loads of listeners in loads of countries because I get messages from them, messages of support, and of course, suggestions for the kinds of episodes that we should have on the show, not just me talking every week, which has been the case for many episodes to date, but also to have guests on the show who can bring you expertise in a range of topics. And one of the topics, which has been raised several times, is the importance of LinkedIn. So the goal of this show and every episode is to help you to start to grow and to scale a profitable training business. There is, as you know by now, if you're a frequent listener, an episode every Thursday, and you can subscribe to the show on a range of podcast platforms, including Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, Google Podcasts, uh, Podbean, Podfeed, TuneIn, Acast, the list is endless. So coming to today's topic, if you've not heard of LinkedIn Sales Navigator. That's okay. I hadn't heard of it until a couple of years ago, but even many salespeople have not heard of this. And you might think from the title or the name that it's meant for salespeople only, but that's not true. In essence, LinkedIn Sales Navigator, it helps you to mine or to find or to search at a granular level, much more powerful than ordinary LinkedIn. It helps you to find in the enormous database that is LinkedIn, the kinds of people who are potential leads and build those leads into lists and market to those leads so you can convert them into paying customers. Now, some people balk at the cost. Some people think that's $79, and I think that's the price at the time of recording. They think that that's a lot of money, but 
That's less than the price of a meal for two or three people. And the people I know who use this, who use it well and have mastered it, say it's a no-brainer because it pays for itself. And I think that if you're charging a reasonable amount of money for your training and consulting and coaching, I think that's going to pay for itself quite quickly. So who is today's guest? Well, as I said, her name is Natasha Villaseca, and I came across Natasha's LinkedIn channel, and I found her videos really, really compelling. She has a lovely manner and a relaxed style of delivery, which of course is great because she's also a trainer, LinkedIn, a LinkedIn trainer. Natasha is a trainer, one of us. And she's recently successfully launched a course to get people started on this tool called LinkedIn Sales Navigator. And the good news is it's free. And I'll give you details of Natasha's course towards the end of the program. In fact, I'll let Natasha do that herself. So today, what is today? We're going to take five of the tips from Natasha's course and let Natasha walk you through them. Natasha, hi, welcome to the show. Hey, thank you so much for having me, Mark. My pleasure. So the reason you're on the show today is to talk to someone or to our audience about this thing called LinkedIn Sales Navigator, which of course to many people is news because I didn't know it existed until recently. And it's something which costs money, but then again, so does LinkedIn Premium. So over to you, what, what is LinkedIn Sales Navigator and why do you think it's a kind of a, a, a well-kept secret? Sure. So I think, first of all, in terms of people not having heard of Sales Navigator, I think it's one of those things that solves the problem once you look for that solution. So a lot of people won't have heard of it because maybe they've never had they've never had a problem where they've needed to go and search for prospects or grow their business. But I think, especially now more than ever, a lot of brands are moving online. And I think Sales Navigator is definitely coming out of the woodworks as a key solution to a lot of common problems when it comes to growing your business and connecting with the right people. So in terms of, to answer your question, Sales Navigator is basically an advanced sales tool which can help either sales teams, individuals, organizations to build and nurture customer relationships and sort of establish their network. So it helps them identify different characteristics, different traits of who they're looking for, who their avatar is. And then it helps them go into that network and bring them into that ecosystem in the best way possible. How is it different from LinkedIn? Because it's it's the same company, but it's it looks different and it kind of functions differently. For sure. So LinkedIn has... I mean, they have multiple different options in terms of the paid subscriptions that you can go into. When it comes to the free version of LinkedIn, it can work well if your needs are pretty basic in terms of who you're looking for. If you just want to connect with people that maybe you meet at business events or do background checks on, on potential hires. But when it comes to Sales Navigator, it basically opens up this whole other door in terms of the advanced search feature. So I would say that's that's the main the, the main difference between LinkedIn free and SalesNav is that with Sales Navigator, you have this advanced search area where you can search for individual leads or accounts, so different companies and businesses. So that basically helps you take a macro idea in terms of if you're searching for a managing director. And it lets you take that 
big idea, that kind of generalized position, that person that you're looking for, and break it down into all these different attributes and characteristics, whether it's geography, where they're located, potential keywords that they have in their profile, common titles that they might have, the company size, how much money that company is generating in millions per year, like all of these cool things. So they're kind of the main differences. So you can literally be really specific about the kinds of people you're looking for. A hundred percent. Like it lets you dive in to a niche and you can go as narrow as you want. So you could sign up for LinkedIn Premium, but for a tiny bit more, and I think it's about £69 or $79 per month. Is that? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's correct. So if you're a consultant and you're bringing in business, which arguably is a couple of thousand dollars a month or per project, it, it pays for itself. Exactly. I mean, the ROI is huge. And I think most people on LinkedIn, most people that sell a product or a service, it's probably not going to be below $80, like the investment that LinkedIn is when it comes to Sales Navigator. So when I look at Sales Nav, it's completely worth it for me. And the ROI is is huge. So it's it, it's a no-brainer for most people, especially in your audience in terms of consultants. So like Sales Navigator should be a tiny price to pay for the return you're going to be receiving. So people who are coaches, uh, consultants, uh, subject matter experts, um, trainers, obviously, they will find value in being able to have a conversation. Because I think many people listening to this struggle in getting past gatekeepers if they're having conversations with people in HR, trying to establish themselves as a training provider. But if you can have a conversation with someone, the right person who owns that problem in that business, and in a way, which we'll talk about, building an authentic, credible um, conversation with them, you can bring them into your sales funnel. Definitely. I think two things to take from what you just said is firstly, being able to identify the correct person. So knowing that you're going and speaking to the right person within that company in terms of a touch point, it lets you bypass the gatekeeper that you're going to be reaching if you're cold calling or doing any traditional forms of outreach. You can kind of go past that completely and say, okay, who is it that's going to be making the decision as to whether they're going to take me into their company in terms of hiring me or hiring me for my services, et cetera. And secondly, it lets you do the background research and find out what you need to know to be able to approach that person in the right way. I think that's where social selling comes in because you can't have like a one size fits all. And I think a lot of people kind of just throw mud at the wall and they they think that if they throw enough mud, some of it's going to stick. And that's kind of relying too heavily, I think, on laws of average and not tailoring your approach to an individual person. So really taking in social selling, that human approach, Sales Navigator literally gives you all of that information. It provides those icebreakers within your account, within the homepage of Sales Navigator, all of the leads and accounts that you save you can turn on alerts for when those people have a new job role that they've transitioned into, if their company has been mentioned in the news, anything, all of those things come up and it allows you to be able to go and approach that person with information which is relevant and valuable to them. Right. So it, it isn't some kind of thing which you can uh, do lightly. It's, it's, it is work. It's manual. You have to switch on the brain, look for the right person and pitch the right message. It's not a case of just sticking up one size fits all uh, posts as many people do on LinkedIn <laughs> and then hope someone connects with you and understands you and, and decides to buy from you. So I think one of the reasons why 
I approached you about this, about coming on the show, is because you have a seven-day crash course, which convinced me, and I'm convinced, that you know your subject. <laughs> and you've used something called teachable.com. And I think we might, if, if you're agreeable, bring you back on the show at some point in the future to talk about the experience that you have with, with developing your own course. But for today, let's take some of the nuggets from the course and help people listening to this with five steps, which help them to get to grips with LinkedIn Sales Navigator. One of which, of course, is something which you alluded to, which is the importance of identifying your buyer persona, as you call it, or your avatar. And that's something I mentioned in episode 73 a couple of weeks ago, which is how and why to identify your ideal customer. And in episode 74, how to attract high paying clients for your training business. So Natasha, why is it so important, given LinkedIn Sales Navigator's functionality, to look for the right person? What what does someone have to do to identify a buyer persona? I think taking a step back, and obviously, whoever's listening to this, your offer is not going to be a solution to every single problem out there. And you kind of have to reverse engineer what your offer is to be able to apply that to a segment of the market. So when it comes to Sales Navigator, before you even touch those features, you want to think, okay, who am I looking for and who is going to be benefited by this solution that I have? And you can kind of look at it from a macro approach in terms of geographical location. So maybe where someone's based in the world. It could be the industry that they're in. It could be the job role or the function that they tend to carry throughout that company, whether they're the founder, the CEO in HR, a managing director, a partner, et cetera. But then aside from those things, which are they're, they're the things that we're going to use when we construct the search in sales, inside Sales Navigator. On a deeper level, we want to go into the psychology of the buyer persona. So, I mean, I literally, I sent one out about half an hour before I jumped on this call with you. I sent out this market research survey and it's asking people what their fears are, what their desires are, what the main struggles they have on an everyday basis are. And it's going down to this psychological level of why is this solution going to help you get from point A to point B? And what's the real reason behind this? Because once we know all of those things, we can use Sales Navigator to connect with them on that macro level. So geography, industry, all that stuff. And then once we've got them into our ecosystem, we can deliver the correct content in terms of messaging, which is going to engage them from a language point of view. Yeah, absolutely right. And I think you want to find the person who owns the problem. That's key. Often a previous guest on the show, a guy called Alan Weiss, who's known for his uh, books on building a consultancy business, he called HR hardly relevant. He says that's what <laughs> HR stands for. Kind of a bit opinionated, but um, yeah. he's got a point in the sense that very often people make the mistake of pitching someone who doesn't own the problem and therefore doesn't understand how to solve the problem. So I think people need to connect with the person who owns the problem, fully map out their buyer persona, as you put that, Natasha, to create content before you create a service, because companies don't make decisions. People make decisions. People make buying decisions. And it sounds like LinkedIn Sales Navigator, which I'm getting to grips with, thanks to you, allows people to get past a lot of gatekeepers and pitch your message to the right person. But you have to sort out a few things first, one of which 
apart from your, your uh, their persona and what you're looking for is your persona or specifically your LinkedIn sales profile, your LinkedIn persona itself. So that's number two, which is to take your LinkedIn profile from zero to hero, as you call it. Let, let's talk about that for a second. How does someone take their LinkedIn profile and bring it to the next level? For sure. Well, I think all of these things, you'll kind of see that they all tie in together. And obviously the flow of the steps is in order to understand that people can put them in the right order and kind of go through it chronologically, if that makes sense. So in terms of your LinkedIn profile, you will have established your buyer persona at this point. And it's just taking that data, that information and translating it onto your profile, which is basically going to act as a landing page. And if you think about a landing page, whether it's your website or a funnel or a page for one of your products, you want it to be sticky. You want anybody that lands on that page to stay on that page and then take an action. So whatever your desired action is for someone reaching your profile, you have to bear that in mind and say, okay, if someone sees my LinkedIn profile, whether it's me reaching out to connect with them or they find me on the main feed or they see a piece of my content, if they go to my profile, what action do I want them to take and who do I want it to appeal to? So having those, bearing those two questions in mind, you need to build out everything from your headline, which is one of the most important things amongst all the others, because your headline is going to be shown next to your name pretty much everywhere. So whether you're inside a conversation. So if I go into my inbox and I have a look at our chat, I see your name and I also see your headline. So it tells me what you do and what you specialize in. And even if people aren't consciously reading that, they're going to create an association between your name and the keywords that appear in your headline. So you need to be conscious that whatever you put in your headline is going to be that main association people draw to you before they even consume your content or read your about section or take in anything else from your profile. After having looked at the headline, obviously the about section, avoid the typical pitfall of just copy and pasting your CV, which is a pet peeve of mine is when I just see people (laughs) kind of just (laughs) self-promote like the skills and what softwares they can use because it's not human. And on LinkedIn, there really there, there, there is an aspect of being human to it. And I think it's good to have a combination of personal and work-related accolades throughout your entire profile, which is also mixed in with keywords. I don't want to kind of go through every single step individually because that might get a bit confusing to people listening. But just main takeaways for profile is your keywords, understanding who you want to attract, and then the CTA, so what action you want them to take or how you want them to feel after they've read through your profile. Okay, just to clarify a few things you've mentioned there. Um, The headline is that thing directly beneath your title. So as you said, when I chatted with you on LinkedIn uh, Messenger, um, I see yours, which is, if I may read it, it says, I help, uh, in fact, it says, LinkedIn consultant, I help agency owners, coaches, and consultants scale past $10,000 per month using LinkedIn. Wow. Very, very interesting. And my one is, again, begins with, I I train telesales, inside sales, digital sales teams to generate leads and grow business. Listen to our free sales podcast, yada, yada, yada. The point is that it's something that people see and it's 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 having the courage to articulate exactly what you do for people and why it's in their interest to connect with you. But something else you do quite well, which is your banner image. And it's funny how many people on their profile don't use this free advertising space. They stick up some kind of generic background and it's like, why? Because you've got you've you've got your name, you've got your you've got two pictures, you've got um, a picture of you behind a podcast mic. 
it, it's just so impactful. So what, what do you think of that? What would you say to people who are not taking advantage of some of the very basic free functions to, to get a profile together, which, and also of course, SEO, because LinkedIn is a search engine, isn't it? So the words you type in your profile and your about section, and you're like me, because your about section is quite long. It's, uh, it's, it's like a mini blog post. And it's got some keywords in there about you, about uh, traveling, et cetera. So just one or two more points about that. What, what else do you think people could do to, for free to uh, accentuate their profiles and their abilities on their LinkedIn page? Yeah. So amazing point about SEO. And this is something I'm super passionate about. And I think Go for it. in terms of be, before we get into how people can like some ideas in terms of when it comes to their banners and how they can kind of make it more personal and make it more them. When it comes to SEO, you mentioned rightly so that LinkedIn is basically its own search engine. So within profile rankings, when you search for somebody, LinkedIn is only going to show you the first 1,000 results. And I mean, I, I doubt most people, they're not going to scroll through and go past 1,000 results. They're probably looking at the first page, maybe the second and before, like the first thing that LinkedIn is going to do in order to establish where they're going to rank your profile in search results is, is this, has this person filled out all the sections? So if you don't have a banner image or if you don't have your skills section filled out, or if you haven't written your about section or done your contact information, all these easy things are, like LinkedIn will walk you through when you set up a profile. If you haven't filled out those basic steps, you're automatically kind of just shooting yourself in the foot and you're just going to put your profile way down in the search ranking. So that's the first thing to bear in mind is just it's you might as well fill it out because it's not going to do you any harm. It's only going to help you. In terms of how people can take advantage of the free sections that you have in terms of advertising, when you mentioned the banner, that's a great place because it's literally free advertising space, as you said. And what's really good to put in the banner is something that can establish you as an authority and really show you off in your best light. So as you mentioned, like I kind of have me with a podcast mic and then on the other side, it's kind of a faded out picture, but it's me speaking at a mastermind. Oh really? And it, yeah. So, so it kind of immediately puts me in a place of authority where people can say, okay, she's actually like, she's teaching that's her and her element and it looks professional. And it's a place where you can show the image that you want your brand to have. And it means that when somebody goes to my pro my profile, I want to attract my ideal clients. So I want to pose as the kind of person that they look at and they say, huh, I want to be like this person. I want to do what she's doing. Or she's somebody that I'd listen to. I feel like I can identify with her because image is super important. And before someone has consumed your content or watched your YouTube videos or listened to your podcast, they're going to take in that visual feedback. So how you present yourself visually on your profile is also super important and can really help you attract the correct clients. You know, you're absolutely right, because the more I look at the LinkedIn page, there are so many parts to it. It's not just a case of uh, sticking in your job title. It's And it's not, uh, as you alluded to before we began recording, it's not a case of sticking on your CV, job done. LinkedIn is a search engine and people will look for you with particular terms. But I think that there's lots we can cover today and a lot we can't cover, but it's something that I would encourage people to do, to take advantage of the sections, to make sure their profile is keyword rich. Um, and I, all of that stuff, actually, you cover very well in the course, 
which we'll, we'll look at, at just before we end today's episode. But um, your course is quite comprehensive and covering the, a lot of the basics. And it's amazing how many people are not doing the basics correctly on LinkedIn. Um, what else? Well, I think the next obvious thing is once we've got uh, the profile in our minds, our buyer persona, the people we want to connect with, and we've got our own persona on LinkedIn ready and it's it's got content like yours does beautifully it's got wonderful linkedin uh, or links to youtube content which again highlight your authority in the area linking between platforms um the next thing of course is to load up sales navigator and to get started looking for leads which is step three which is to find leads using linkedin sales navigator so let's say that someone listening to this is a leadership trainer or in my case a sales trainer where where do they begin So in terms of starting off, so if, for example, you were a client of mine or I was helping you with Sales Navigator, the first thing I would ask you is, do you have an example of an ideal client who's on LinkedIn? So from that, we can literally go to their profile and have a look at what what their characteristics are. And from that, that kind of gives us a base as to what we'd want to put on Sales Navigator. So for example, with yourself, an ideal client do you know where they would reside? Do you target a certain location? Yeah, typically typically the UK or the States, usually. Mm-hmm. So say, for example, we wanted to target just New York because in SalesNav, we don't want to ha- build a list that's got 20,000 people because you're probably not going to get through that all in time. And it's better to be a little bit more specific. So go down and change one variable at a time, which is one piece of advice I would give for people that are building searches on SalesNav. You might get overwhelmed when you first start doing it and say, you build out a search and you're, you're targeting all of the United States, um, profile language, English, say XYZ industry, you're going to have a lot of results. So what I recommend doing is being very specific with what you're targeting and then changing one variable at a time to go through as many, farm as many leads as possible within your vertical. So say, for example, with you, we're targeting people in New York. In terms of industry, are there any specific industries that you like to pursue? Um, I, I, I would say my sweet spot would be tech. So tech companies with an inside sales team. Mm-hmm. Okay. And in terms of, so sales teams, so I'm guessing, are you targeting SMEs? What kind of company sizes are you looking for? Yeah, good question. I would say typically established companies, so no real startups, but typically companies with at least at least 25 plus people on the sales, telephone sales team. Okay, perfect. And then when it comes down to the person within that company that you're targeting, are you targeting the head of the sales team or what's the point of contact for you that would be making a decision as to whether they'd want to take you in and hire you for your services? Typically, it would be someone who has a title like inside inside sales director, director of inside sales, director of sales. Uh, sometimes, depending on the company, it's an owner or someone with a non-sales title. So it could be head of operations uh, or head of sales operations. So it's a kind of a myriad, but but to make things kind of interesting, just before, well, this morning, in fact, I went into LinkedIn Sales Nav and typed in the word inside sales and I got uh, 1 million results, 58,000 oh people God, who've changed crazy. roles in the past 90 days, 77 people mentioned in the news and 220,000 people on LinkedIn who posted in the last 30 days. So it's, it's, it's phenomenal. So you're right. It's people like me need help from people like you to narrow down the list 
because otherwise it's just too much information. How do we possibly navigate, excuse the pun, uh, all the contacts <laughs> and find the right of person? Course. Yeah. Um, okay, so there's actually two tricks. So for example, with the list that you've already, you've you've just mentioned to me with it being a lot of people, if you've taken a look through that list and they all seem like ideal clients, I like to do two different things, which... I don't know if many people know about it or they definitely don't take advantage of it because it has helped my response and conversion rates okay, go through the I'm roof. Curious. Yeah. yeah. So the first thing that you can do is on Sales Navigator, if you scroll to the bottom of the advanced search filter, there's a filter that's called Became a Member. And basically you can use that filter to find people that have created a LinkedIn profile within the last certain amount of days. So it could be they've created a profile within the last day, seven days or months. And if you think about your ideal prospects, if they're on LinkedIn for over a couple of weeks to a month, they're probably already receiving multiple pitches a day. But if you can get these kind of LinkedIn virgins, I would say, when they've just created, when they've just, I don't know if that's the right way to that's say it, okay. but it's, it's out okay. there, it's, it's happened. Um, these, people, these, these people that are new to LinkedIn, they, they've, they've never had a touch point before with someone who sent them a pitch. So you might be the first person to actually send them a pitch. And what do you think the likelihood is that they're going to be like, huh, this is cool. I've already got my first meeting going on LinkedIn. I'm, I'm going to jump on a call with this person and see what he has to say because they, they, they're they not as desensitized to it yet. So that's one cool trick that you can use to find these people that are pretty new to LinkedIn. They've not been bombarded with sales messages yet. And they're more likely to actually accept your connection request because they're probably trying to grow their network. So they're accepting way more people than those who are already established. And B, they're not as sensitive to sales pitches as well. So that's, that's one really thing good. that you can do. That's really good. Yeah. Well, just try it out and let, let me know how it works because it's it works for it works for me. Um it works super well. And so an, another thing that you can do is once you have searched them as you said people that have posted content in the past 30 days, what I like to do with those people is and on Sales Navigator you can save an entire search or you can save certain leads to a list and then you can tag those leads as well. So I don't want to go into two because it sounds kind of confusing. It's hard to explain it without sharing a screen. But what I like to do with people that have recently posted on LinkedIn in the past 30 days is when you click on that, obviously it segments the entire search to just, just showing those relevant profiles. And then from that, I like to save them as a lead list. So say I'll call it active on LinkedIn in the past 30 days, like whatever you want to call it. And I'll go through all of those profiles and I'll engage with their content a couple days in advance before requesting to connect with them. So I'm basically having a couple touch points with those people before I ask to be let into their network. And it's going to increase the chances that they're going to accept me. And you can use this not only for if you have a search which is really, really big and you want to narrow it down, but also if these are high quality prospects. So if you have high quality prospects, instead of just sending them a connect request straight away, waiting a little bit, engaging with their content, leaving thoughtful comments is a much better way to get yourself in front of them, make them aware of you, who you are, get them to check out your profile. And then they're much more likely to accept you once you do try and connect with them. Really good tip. Really good tip. But of course, all of this is work. And and to some people, it means sitting at uh, a screen logged into 
LinkedIn sales navigator and, and leaving all these comments. So well, there must be some ways of, of um, improving this. And that's something that I think you allude to in the course, which is automation. We'll not give that away because you have a bonus module on the course. And I'll leave you describe the course uh, at the end of today's episode. But moving on to step two, which is to build a custom called scheduling page, which you've done. You're using something called uh, ClickFunnels. And um, I use something else, but in fact, it's built on WordPress. But what you're doing effectively is you're using the, the someone's interest to get them into a kind of a, a conversation with you. Um, and this is called a funnel. And the concept means attracting people into a guided process with you. So first you see my content, you become problem aware, you become solution aware, and then you become, in the case of you, Natasha, provider aware. So, uh, so I'm actually in your sales funnel, Natasha. I've watched your videos. <laughs> I, I arrived on your profile. I messaged it's you. It's working. And then you sent me a, a godfather offer, uh, which in other words is an offer I can't refuse, which is the free course. So I know that you know what you're talking about. So you've earned the right to sell to me and then you're upselling me with another program, which of course is what we should be doing as salespeople, as training people, as consultants, which is to not be afraid of selling things, to put an offer on front of someone as long as we've earned the right to sell to that person, having convinced them that we are someone who can solve their problem. So talk to me about the concept of building a custom call scheduling page. You use Acuity. Some people may not have heard of Calendly or other things like that. How does it, how does it work roughly? Yeah. So, I mean, to put it in, in simple terms, obviously having a custom call scheduling page is a fancy way of saying an embedded scheduler. So Acuity or Calendly, just basically the softwares that you can use, the platforms that you can use to allow someone to book time into your calendar and schedule a call with you. And it's pairing that. So you just embed it within a page and then adding a video, which kind of shows who you are, what you do, how you speak and interact, and then maybe adding some testimonials or results on that page. And there's two reasons that I like to use the call scheduling page funnel. The first reason is because it impresses people. And I want people to know that if they work with me, they're going to be receiving a high quality service. So if I can't reflect that in my own personal brand, how can I expect them to think, oh, she can definitely help me with mine? <laughs> because you kind of want to, you want to live by what you teach. So the, the first reason of that is to impress people and for people to see it and be like, huh, she's really got, got this together. Like she knows what she's talking about. This looks really professional. It's sleek. It's a nice experience for someone to instead of just being sent to a, a link where they can book a call, they're actually having a video and it's me speaking to them and they can have another touch point with me, which leads me on to the second reason that it's important is because it allows me to embed social proof. So whether or not you put that on the initial page or the thank you page after someone books a call with me, in the video that I have on that page, I have like a three minute video and halfway through that video, it's a client testimonial saying like how much money he made with this $50,000 client from LinkedIn. So it sounds great because it's social proof. And it's not only me saying, hey, I know I can help you. It's another opportunity for me to say, okay, well, don't let me just tell you. Let me just let, let me just hand you over to someone else who's a client of mine who can vouch for me as well. So it's social proof. And it's going to increase the chances that they actually show up for the call because a lot of people will send a call link prematurely and it won't be to a lead who is like a hot lead who's saying, I really want to speak with you. I want your help. They'll try and just send their call link to people 
as early as soon as possible. But having this scheduling page in place ensures that the right people are booking a call with me because I'd prefer to have five calls a week with high quality prospects than have 30 calls of people that I've just kind of booked it because it's easy and there's no resistance. I want to go to that call scheduling page, watch the video, identify as an ideal client and fill out that intake form, which is a custom intake form where they're having to kind of put some skin in the game, having to dedicate a little bit of time. If I know they've dedicated themselves to that process, that five minutes of filling out that form, they're much more likely to then show up on the call and and speak with me. Yeah, that makes sense. And I think that term is called tripwire, where someone actually has to has to do something. Um, and in, in expressing their interest in something, it's confirming to you that they are keen. That they're not just someone passing by, like a drive-by registration. They're serious. And because they've gone through several steps, they're qualifying themselves. So they're kind of doing the work in qualifying themselves in your funnel. So your stuff is textbook stuff. It really it is. It's fantastic. Thank you. Um, yeah, I guess the, all this stuff, it kind of just comes together in a pretty simple system. Um, and it's all like in terms of the flow of what we're speaking about, as long as you just take the time to implement each stage, there's really no reason as to why you can't have success, especially with the help of SalesNav. Okay. The, the f- fifth thing today, then the last thing or point is to create content which converts. And of course, that is easier said than done. And I think one of the, the problems that I have with Facebook uh, star content increasingly in LinkedIn, because it used to be when I began... Um, using LinkedIn yonks ago. Um, it was more business and it's now kind of, yeah. it's almost become Facebook. You've got people putting up pictures of of, of puppies sliding down snow. <laughs> what? <laughs> I feel like that, that's such a specific example. I feel like that's happened to you recently. <laughs> yeah. and, I, and, I, and, I, and I watch the engagement with horror because it gets, li- it gets uh, likes. It's viral, the algorithm in LinkedIn, which determines which content to show in the feed unfortunately promotes this in other people's feeds. So that's one distraction. But secondly, it's kind of annoying when you've done so much work to produce a video or a post or a podcast, uh, in my case, and it gets maybe peanuts. Occasionally it, it gets a boost, but that kind of stuff's beyond my control. So let's talk about rant over. Let's talk about the control <laughs> that we have, which is to create uh, content, native content, which LinkedIn likes stuff which keeps people in LinkedIn, um, stuff which could be a video in your case, um, but it's something which converts. It's not just entertainment. We're not creating content to educate people. There's a time for that. But your point is creating content that converts. What does that mean? Yeah. So, I mean, touching off what you just mentioned, I have seen so many people complain about this transition. I feel like that's probably a whole other episode in itself, like the transition (laughs) of Facebook and and LinkedIn and the kind of audience that it's attracting. Mm. Um, But in terms of content that converts, and I think when it comes to metrics, you have the vanity metrics, then you have the metrics that matter. And I think these, these videos of the puppies on the snow that go viral, it doesn't matter if that's being shared and it's being exposed to loads of people, are they going to be making money from it or is it just people enjoying it? Because the transition that we're seeing now is, as you mentioned, entertainment versus education. I think the key is to have entertaining education, which I don't know if I've really mastered that yet, but it's being able to make some of the pieces of content that you put out entertaining or at least catch someone's attention. So the way that I do that with my content is mainly in the copy. So for example, if you're scrolling down and there's 
whether you've got just text or whether there's a photo or a video attached, if you've got past a couple lines, you're going to see the show more section on the feed. So you've got basically a line, two lines max of, of real estate there to get someone to click show more and to engage with that content. And in terms of exposing your content, so getting out to more people, it's creating shareable content and content that people are going to want to share with their networks as well. And for that to be the case, it has to have a couple elements. So it can either be entertaining. So if it's entertaining, people find it funny and you evoke that emotion from that's one way to get it to be shared. The second way is to provide value and to give someone something which is makes them stop and say, wow, that's actually helped me solve part of my problem. And that could be really applicable to my network as well. So why don't I share it to those people? And I think in your content, as long as you have a sort of, you have a goal in mind as to what you want that content to achieve and where you want those people to go, then it's going to make creating your content a lot easier. And in terms of a couple basic basic things that you can do to make sure that your content's going to be shown and you're not going to be pulling it down in any way is making sure that you don't include links in the main body of copy because obviously LinkedIn, it wants native content. It wants people who are on LinkedIn to stay on LinkedIn. So if I want to send people to my YouTube channel, I'm not going to put the link to that video in the main post, I'm going to comment it down below. And because I'm the author, it's going to pin it towards the top. Ah, and then I'll just nice write that. Tip. Yeah. Nice. So you could do that for like podcasts, for example, you could write about what the podcast is about. And then instead of linking directly in your post, just say, um, leaving the link in the first comment below this, if you want to check out the entire episode, and then you can do it that way. And another good way, which is what I've kind of started doing. And it's, I think it's more people that have podcasts, but I just did it for my YouTube videos is I've taken a lot of audio clips from my videos and then just used this website called Headliner. I believe it is. Um, That's right. Yeah. I'm I'm using it too, or at least starting to. Yeah. Yeah, It's cool. Yeah. So Headliner is awesome. And it kind of lets you take that long form content. So if anyone has a YouTube channel or a podcast, you can make it more bite-sized because people's attention spans are pretty short. So when it comes to LinkedIn, if you're going to post a video, um, unless it's highly, highly valuable and it's going super in-depth, I would say probably keep it shorter to a couple minutes and kind of give people a taste of what it is and then post the full link in the comments down below. I don't know if that kind of, if that helps, if that answers your question. It does because many people, I don't think, know what to post and they're confused and often they have a range of kinds of content styles. And I, I've spoken to people who are disappointed with the the results from LinkedIn. I think that's because their expectations are perhaps too high or they're unaware of how the algorithm increasingly uh, treats influencers differently to the rest of us mortals. And, and some people could post about their toast and they get 50,000, I'm exaggerating, of course, but they get lots of likes and responses, whereas other people who really do take trouble to put together in-depth, well-thought-out content and they get nothing... But it isn't about just getting uh, likes, it's about getting conversions, which is your point, Natasha, which is that we've got to create content which converts people. And what conversion means is getting people from LinkedIn into your sales funnel. It's not real estate we own, that's LinkedIn. We borrow that in a way, it's a borrowed web page. But it's, it's, the, it's the system that you have, which is your own click funnel, which gets people into your shop. So the content is not there just to entertain. It's to educate people to the extent that they become problem aware and they see you as a provider 
who can help that uh, problem with a solution that's credible. And that means getting them from LinkedIn into, in your case, a course. So why don't you tell us briefly about the course and what it covers and how people can find it? For sure. So, I mean, you just mentioned so many things there that I'd love to go into more detail on, but I feel like that would make this episode super long. Part two. (laughs) Yeah, part two. Um, But in terms of the program, so the program covers the, the five pillars that I think we mentioned today. So in terms of identifying your buyer persona, being able to establish and create the profile that's in line with your brand and your ideal customer, finding leads using Sales Navigator, building that custom call scheduling page where I actually give you a one-click integration. So if you have ClickFunnels or you can sign up for it, I basically give you a link where you can click that link and it integrates the funnel that I use into your ClickFunnels and all you need to do is customize it and then finally creating content that works. And for all of those different pillars across the the seven days of the program, there are resources that basically hold you accountable to implementing what I'm teaching, which is why I wanted to spread it over a seven day period to make sure that people didn't just sit down and bulk watch it and then never take action because that's not the point. The point is to get a result from it. So every day you'll have a new module, which is dripped to you and a resource that goes with it. And we also have a private Facebook group where you can go request to join if you're part of the course. And you just go in there, you ask any questions and it's all completely free. So there's, there's no reasons as to why you can't enroll and kind of just share your transformation with me because I just kind of want to help people out at the moment. And it's an awesome way to help solve part of someone's problem. And then if they need more help, then they kind of know where to come and find it. But yeah, so that's the program in terms of where to find it. It's at natashavilaseka.com forward slash crash course. So it's pretty easy to find. If you just Google that, you'll you'll get the landing page. You just need to click the button to enroll and you'll get direct access. And the course is free, as you said. Yeah, completely free. Brilliant. Okay, wonderful. There's so much we could talk about because LinkedIn is, is a huge, yeah. huge complex. It's an ecosystem in itself and there's so many moving parts to it. But I really appreciate you taking the time today, Natasha, to talk to us live from Cape Town. Lucky you. Uh, There is, I'd love to have you back on the show, perhaps at some point to talk about maybe your experience with Teachable, which is the the platform you're using right now for the uh, course. And also um, to share with us results from that, because there are many people, I think, right now in the current COVID pandemic uh, situation who are desperate for streams of income and in the absence of on-site training, they're looking for ways to actually create some kind of passive income. And, and you're leading the field. I think you've done a fantastic job. Uh, it's convinced me that you know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. So I think there are many Thank people who so could much. emulate uh, what you've done. So I think that might be a great uh, excuse to have you back at some point in the future. But anyway, thank you for being on the show today, Natasha. Take care. My pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. Well, that was great. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. And just to recap one last time, Natasha's tips are to identify your buyer persona. That's the ideal customer to take your own profile on LinkedIn from zero to hero, improving it in a range of ways, which Natasha mentioned. Step three is to find leads using Sales Navigator, which of course takes practice, to then build a custom call scheduling page. You can do that using a range of of software like um, ClickFunnels and so on, and then to create content 
that converts, the kind of content that resonates and helps to convert that person into a paying customer. My sincere thanks to Natasha for being the guest on this show today for this episode of the Training Business Podcast. And of course, my sincere thanks to you for tuning in again this week. Thanks for all your support and your kind words. And of course, your suggestions, which is one of rather one of which was the reason that we had today's guest on the show to talk about the topic, which was today's topic, all about LinkedIn Sales Navigator. May I ask you to kindly leave a rating on Apple Podcasts? Because as I've said before, I'll say it again, it helps us to up our ratings to improve our ratings. Podcasting is more than ever a competitive activity or sport, and it's hard to stand out. So by helping us, we're helping you to attract the kinds of guests who can help you on your training business journey. We'd love you to check out the podcast each week, and you can do so, as I've said, on a range of podcasting platforms, including Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, TuneIn, etc., We're on Twitter, we're on Facebook and Instagram, so feel free to check us out and to join the conversation today and every day. My best wishes to you, of course, in the current situation, and I think there are signs that the current pandemic will end quite soon. But until next Thursday, when I look forward to your company again for another episode of the Training Business Podcast, keep on selling, keep coaching, keep training, keep going, but above all, keep safe. Bye for now. once more for listening to this episode of the trainingbusiness.com podcast. Go to trainingbusiness.com and subscribe right now to be notified of great competitions, upcoming VIP episodes, and amazing special offers to help you succeed in your training business. See you next time.